Hi, this is Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 35 of The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment by Jeremiah Burroughs. There are many things which you desire as your lives and think that you would be happy if you had them, yet when they come, you do not find such happiness in them. But they prove to be the greatest crosses and afflictions that you ever had. And on this ground, because your hearts were immoderately set upon them before you had them. As it was with Rachel, she must have children or else she died. Well, said God, seeing you must, you shall have them. But though she had a child, she died according to what she said. Give me children or else I die. So in regard of any other outward comforts, people may have the thing, but oftentimes they have it. So as it proves the heaviest cross to them that they ever had in all their lives. The child whom you were discontented for the want of may have been sick and your hearts were out of temper for fear that you should lose it. God restores it, but he restores it so he makes it across to your hearts all the days of your lives. Someone observes concerning manna, when the people were contented with the allowance that God allowed them, then it was very good. But when they would not be content with God's allowance, but would gather more than God would have them, then, says the text, there were worms in it. So when we are content with our conditions and what God disposes of us to be in, there is a blessing in it. Then it is sweet to us. But if we must needs have more and keep it longer than God would have us to have it, then there will be worms in it, and it will be no good at all. Number five. It makes our affliction a great deal worse than otherwise it would be. It in no way removes our afflictions. Indeed, while they continue, they are a great deal the worse and heavier. For a discontented heart is a proud heart, and a proud heart will not pull down his sails when there comes a tempest and storm. If a sailor, when a tempest and storm comes, is perverse and refuses to pull down his sails, but is discontented with the storm, is his condition any better because he is discontented and will not pull down his sails? Will this help him? Just so is it for all the world with a discontented heart. A discontented heart is a proud heart, and he out of his pride is troubled with his affliction and is not contented with God's disposal. And so he will not pull down his spirit at all and make it bow to God in this condition into which God has brought him. Now, Is his condition any better because he will not pull down his spirit? No, 
certainly abundantly worse. It is a thousand to one, but that the tempest and storm will overwhelm his soul. Thus you see what a great deal of folly there is in the sin of discontentment. Roman numeral nine. There is a great deal of danger in the sin of discontent, for it highly provokes the wrath of God. It is a sin that much provokes God against his creature. We find most sad expressions in scripture and examples too, how God has been provoked against many for their discontent. In Numbers 14, you have a noteworthy text, and one would think that it was enough forever to make you fear murmuring. In the 26th verse, it is said, The Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, What did he say? How long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? How long shall I bear with them, says God, this evil congregation? Oh, it is an evil congregation that murmur against me. And how long shall I bear with them? They murmur, and they have murmured, as those who have murmuring spirits and murmuring dispositions. They will murmur again and again. How long shall I bear with this evil congregation that murmur against me. How justly may God speak this of many of you who are this morning before the Lord. How long shall I bear with this wicked man or woman who murmurs against me and has usually in the course of their lives murmured against me when anything falls out otherwise than they would have it? And mark what follows after. I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel. You murmur, and maybe others do not hear you. It may be that you do not speak at all or but half words. Yet, God hears the language of your murmuring hearts and those muttering speeches and those half words that come from you. And observe further in this verse how the Lord repeats this sin of murmuring. How long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? Secondly, I have heard their murmuring. Thirdly, which they murmur against me. Murmur, murmur, murmur. Three times in one verse he repeats it. And this is to show his indignation against the thing. When you express indignation against the thing, you repeat it over again and again. Now the Lord, because he would express his indignation against this sin, repeats it over again and again. And it follows in the 28th verse. Say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as ye have spoken in mine ears, so will I do to you. Mark, 
God swears against a murmurer. Sometimes in your discontent, perhaps you will be ready to swear. Do you swear in your discontent? So does God swear against you for your discontent. And what would God do to them? Doubtless, your carcasses shall fall in the wilderness and you shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein. It is as if God should say, If I have any life in me, your lives shall go for it. As I live, it shall cost you your lives. A discontented, murmuring fit of yours may cost you your lives. You see how it provokes God. There is more evil in it than you were aware of. It may cost you your lives and therefore look to yourselves and learn to be humbled at the very beginnings of such disorders in the heart. So in Psalm 106, 24 and 25, Yea, they despised the pleasant land. They believed not his word, but murmured in their tents and hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. Therefore, he lifted up his hand against them to overthrow them in the wilderness. There are several things to be observed in this scripture. We spoke before of how a murmuring heart slights God's mercies. And so it is here. They despised the pleasant land. And a murmuring heart is contrary to faith. They believed not his word, but says the text, they murmured in their tents and hearkened not to the voice of the Lord. Many men and women will hearken to the voice of their own base murmuring hearts who will not hearken to the voice of the Lord. If you would hearken to the voice of the Lord, there would not be such murmuring as there is. But mark what follows after it. You must not think to please yourselves in your murmuring discontentedness and think that no evil shall come of it. Therefore he lifted up his hand against them to overthrow them. You who are discontented, lift up your hearts against God, and you cause God to lift up his hand against you. Perhaps God lays his finger on you softly in some afflictions, in your families or elsewhere, and you cannot bear the hand of God which lies upon you as tenderly as a tender-hearted nurse lays her hand on a child. You cannot bear the tender hand of God which is upon you in a lesser affliction. It would be just for God to lift up his hand against you in another kind of affliction. Oh, a murmuring spirit provokes God exceedingly. There is another place in 16th of Numbers. Compare the 41st verse and the 46th verse together. But on the morrow, all the congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses 
and Aaron, saying, Ye have killed the people of the Lord. And Mark in the 46th verse, And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a censer and put fire therein from the altar, and put on incense, and go quickly unto the congregation, and make an atonement for them. For there is wrath gone out from the Lord. The plague is begun. Mark how God's wrath is kindled. In the 41st verse, the congregation had murmured, and they murmured only against Moses and Aaron. Perhaps you murmur more directly against God. And that was against God in murmuring against God's ministers. It was against God, but not so directly If you murmur against those whom God makes instruments because you have not got everything that you would have against the parliament or such and such who are public instruments, it is against God. It was only against Moses and Aaron that the Israelites murmured, and they said that Moses and Aaron had killed the people of the Lord, though it was the hand of God that was upon them, for their former wickedness in murmuring. It is usual for wicked, vile hearts to deal thus with God when God's hand is a little upon them, to murmur again and again, and so to bring upon themselves infinite kinds of evils. But now the anger of God was quickly kindled. Oh, said Moses, Go, take the censer quickly, for wrath is gone out from Jehovah. The plague is begun. This concludes episode 35 of Jeremiah Burroughs, The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment.